Today's Da'af Masech Saita is Da'af Lamed Aleph 31. We're starting from the top of Lamed Aleph Mud Aleph, the two dots. We have three parts in today's Da'af. So the first focuses on the fifth section of the Mishnah back on Chavzayin Amud Beis, where there was a machlekis regarding the service of Eov, if it was from Ahava, as Rabbi Shua ben Horkinus posited, or from Yira, as Riachan ben Zakkai had said. So the debate was centralized on the Loi Ayachel. The Gemara doesn't understand, L'chara loy, it's either with an Aleph or a Vav, so which one is it? The Gemara clarifies that there are scenarios that it's not clear based on the way it writes it, because it could be interpreted otherwise. The Gemara goes on to explain that Eov's service of Yira was based on a Hava like Avram Avinu, which means it was Yiras HaRaimim, was not Yiras HaOinish. And it goes on to explain the difference between the, this, the service of Hashem of Ahava Samakom and Yiras which is the protection of a thousand or two thousand generations and brings Pesukim for that, finishes off the parak discussing two students that have these different madregas. We move on now with the sixth parak, which is also just one daf. We're going to finish today, but as Hashem, the second point of today, second section of today, which is our new Mishnah. So there's a machlekes over here. If a puzzle witness, like an Eved, or Shifcha walks in and says that there was a steer, Abelazar says that's sufficient because he holds you don't really need testimony proper testimony for stira, as we learned earlier in the Masech, the Rabbi Yeshua said that's not sufficient because you need proper testimony and she would not be uh, necessarily divorced in such a case. The Mishnah says, well, once you have kinoy and stira, so one witness, even a puzzle witness, like an Eved or a Shifcha, would be believed to say that there was Tuma and that she would divor- be divorced without a Ksuba. However, the immediate relatives, like her mother-in-law, and those relatives would be believed to say that she wouldn't drink, but not to forfeit her Ksuba. The Gemara brings, despite the logic that one would say maybe Stira should only require one or, or Tuma should require two, Pesukim teaches that that's not true. And it finishes off the Mishnah, Laman al with three cases which don't appear to be inherent Chidushim when there's contradictory witnesses. If she would or would not drink, we'll analyze them in the Gemara. Continues the Gemara, the Gemara moves on out to the third section, and the Gemara clarifies that based on Eid Ein Ba, we actually learn Eid refers to two, and even one witness would be sufficient as Tuma, based on Kinyan and Stira, for her to be us Asura, not drink, and be divorced without Aksuva. Similarly, we learn from Ba, Eid Ein Ba, Ba Vale Bikina, Ba Vale Bistira, as Rabbi Yeshua learned earlier in the Masechta, that where it's that both Kinoi and Stira require two witnesses. However, Dabar Dabar Mi Mamon teaches us that if it's a Tuma independent, isolated from a Kinoi and Stira, then you would actually need two in order to prohibit her and have her divorced. Okay, now I move on to the final point over here, which is that the Gemara clarified, as I just said, one witness is sufficient when it comes to testimony of Tuma based on Raglayim Ladavar of Kinoi and Stira. Problem is, is that in the Reisha of the Mishnah, the meaning, sorry, the first of the three final cases of the Mishnah, we said one witness walks in and says she was Tamea, the other one says not. So the Mishnah Paskind, she wouldn't drink, she would drink, excuse me, because they would contradict. The problem is, Ula has a principle that says wherever the Torah trusts one, it's like two. So how could the one contradict the two? Lachar, she shouldn't be allowed to drink. So there are two shitas actually, Ula and Rabbi Yitzchak, who both say that you change the girsa. Actually, the girsa of our Mishnah should be she would not drink. But Rabbi Chia disagrees and says we keep the girsa that she would drink. So therefore, the Gemara says, but Lachara, how does he explain the Mishnah? Lachara, the one should be trusted. So he explains that the Mishnah is where they came at the same time. Since they came at the same time, they're contradictory, they would cancel out. But if the first one would show up and say Nitmes, and then later the second one would show up, there they would uh, believe the first over the second. Okay, the Gemara goes on to explain that the second case implication would support Rabbi Chia. 
would, uh, would uh, contradict Rabbi Chia, and the third case's implication would support him. So therefore, what Rabbi Chia concludes is, you have to say that the Chidushim of our Mishnah are not based on implication, but actually the cases themselves. Now there's two versions of Rabbi Nechemia. Either the Chidush is, is that wherever the Torah trusts one witness, you follow Rov Deos, so as to say that even two women can override one man's testimony, which is an irregular phenomena. Or in the second version, it's less of a chiddush, but in a chinami, two women versus one man, it would be like 50-50 because the Torah trusted one man already as two. But the case of our Mishnah, the cases of two and three in our Mishnah would be where you had all psule edus. So if one woman contradicts two women, the two women would override the one woman, just like two men would override one uh, man. That would be the point of our Mishnah. And you need both the second and third case to teach us not only would we apply this principle that two women would override one woman when the Torah trusts one witness, Lechumra to say that she would be able to drink, that's how Rashi learns, but even Lakula to say that she would not be able to drink, you wouldn't force her to drink in such a scenario. We're finishing at the top of Lama Bez Mudalif, the sixth parak, Bez Nashon will pick up Lama Bez tomorrow, and the seventh parak of Mesach Everyone have a great day.